Hey guys, it's Simane. This is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 news stories for you. Now the final news story that I have on the dock is kind of, well not is kind of, is Spoilerish. Well, I'll just say it's got NXT spoilers for next week's show because next week's NXT was filmed earlier this week. But we are going to talk about it because it is a kind of what's the word I'm looking for newsworthy thing. But I'm going to save that to the end because it does have spoilers in it for NXT next week. And so I'll put a graphic up on the screen over here. This is a spoiler. You'll know when I'm talking spoilers and this and that in case you want to mute the show or you want to just dip out at the very end. Hence why I'm going to do it at the very end. Well, as far as today's news stories we're going to talk about, we got a top WWE superstar saying she's begged Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet to return to WWE. We have a big update pertaining to CM Punk's status for Wembley and All In. We're going to talk about a couple Money in the Bank things. Is Carlito really signed with WWE? And so much more because, again, this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up every Monday and Friday right here bringing you all the news in the world of professional wrestling that you may have missed. We bring it to you in one easy-to-watch video. You can view this show a number of different ways. You can watch live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. You can watch live or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or listen on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, well, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. I do have a slight cold, so that's why my nose sounds stuffed up, and my cough is worse than normal. Also, just a heads up, SmackDown actually starts in one minute, because they were, so they're filming live in London, and apparently, not only are they filming live in London, but they're going to air the show live on BT Sport 1, so I mean, if you want to watch it live, Here's the link. I'll put it in the chat. This should give you SmackDown Live in the next minute or so. And, 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 yes. They're airing SmackDown right now. I got it up on my my third monitor. So I'll be periodically glancing over this way, or this way. No, this way. For, you know, looking at SmackDown. So that's if you see my my attention go that way, that's why. I've literally got SmackDown on right over here. Now, I did contemplate not doing the wrap-up today and just watching SmackDown Live and then doing the SmackDown review now instead of later. But then I thought, no, because most people aren't going to watch it till later. Also, remember, you can watch this show. Kind of got off the rails here. Oh, whoa, whoa. When did Draws die? 
WWE just opened SmackDown with a in memory of Darren Draws Drozdoff. When did Draws die? Hold on, hold on. When did frickin' Draws die? Is this like? Oh, this is like breaking right now. We've got breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Darren Draws Drozdoff has passed away. That is going to be our new lead story. Well, give me one second to see if I can find any news about this. I'm seeing tweets coming in now from the last five minutes. Give me one second. WWE posted a graphic at the top of SmackDown. So give me just a moment to figure all this out because this is completely breaking right now as we speak. So, yeah, Darren Drozdov has passed away. And, yeah, they got that up pretty quickly. Um, yeah, not much is known on this. Not much is out on this. Let's try one thing. So it might not be a story we cover just quite yet. Let's see. So this news broke within the last 20 to 30 minutes I'm seeing. Because there are some people tweeting about it. It says... Yeah, so some have been tweeting about it for about 20, 25 minutes. But most of the people are getting the news about now. And it's now just widely spreading. But SmackDown will open, or does open, did open, with a in-memory-of-Darren-Drozdoff graphic. So Darren Draws Drozdoff has passed away. We don't have any other details at this moment on his passing. He was, I want to say, 50-something years old. Um, I saw something here that said 54 years old at the time of his passing. So again, if we do hear anything further on the passing of Darren Drozdoff, we'll have it for you right here. Remember, he was almost going to be puke in WWE. And if you've seen Beyond, beyond the Mat, there's that infamous scene with him and Vince in Vince's office. And Vince is like, he's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. Because he can make himself puke on key, on cue. So, yeah. Man, that's one I didn't. I haven't heard of Draws in a while. So when you see, you know, Draws passes away, you go, oh, I haven't heard of him in a while. So, Again, we will follow that story very closely. And if we do hear anything further on the passing of Darren Drozdoff, we will bring it to you guys. But also, like I said, I got SmackDown on over here. I won't give any spoilers, but my, my attention may sometimes dwindle over there. And now my stream that I'm trying to watch it on just went down. So, yeah, that's fun. Anyways, news. The first news story we do have for you guys today has to do with the former Sasha Banks, also known as Mercedes Monet, or Monet, however you want to say it. She says it one way, commentary says it another way. Who the heck knows? Um, also, remember, if you want to get your questions read live on the air, the best way to do so is by doing a, a super chat in the YouTube live chat or going to pwunlimited.co forward slash mailbag. Submit your question. All right. So, so the first news story we do have to do 
or we do have to talk about today, has to do with Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, and, well, Bailey saying that she has begged her to return to WWE. Um, Bailey says that she would love to step back in the ring with Mercedes Monet again someday. The former SmackDown, the former Sasha Banks and Bailey have performed together since an episode of haven't performed together since an episode of SmackDown from the Thunderdome era on February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Um, Bailey said that quote, "I beg her every day," stating in a recent interview with the Gorilla Position. She also stated, "quote." It doesn't matter where it is, or it doesn't matter how it happens. I would love to one day step back into the ring with her, whether it's teaming with her, whether it's against her. But right now, I just want whatever she needs to accomplish her dreams, accomplish her goals. I'm just happy to see her happy. Bailey also told Ariel Hawani back in February that she will, quote, never give up hope that Monet one day returns to WWE. According to Cage Match, Bailey and Monet wrestled together 378 times from 2013 to 2021 within WWE. Uh, they are two-time holders of the Women's Tag Team Championships, and their rivalry against each other in 2018 was voted worst rivalry of the year in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, which I think was a mistake because their rivalry was fantastic. How long have I been muted? I don't know what happened, but apparently I got muted. What is the last thing you guys heard on the live stream? Because uh, I don't know how long I've been muted. Crap. Let me know, live chat. Uh, did you guys hear any of the Bailey Sasha Banks stuff? They're saying now it works. Well, yeah, now it works. I know it's working now. I can see that I'm no longer muted. 
You guys didn't hear any of... So you guys haven't heard anything for the last four minutes? I was muted for four minutes. Uh, Richard, I don't know if that's true or not, but no SmackDown spoilers in the live chat. You will be um, put on a timeout, and if you do it again, you are going to, well, be banned. All right, so we'll, we'll double back to the Sasha... Bailey story, and we'll start back up with this Vince story. So, <clears throat> give me one second to rearrange some stuff. Okay, so you heard part of the Sasha Bailey story. Okay, so we don't need to go back to that because I really didn't talk much more. We'll start here with the Vince story. So, we do have some news coming out of the Wrestling Observer newsletter pertaining to Vince McMahon and his recent creative input. As, quote, a close source to the situation told Meltzer the following. He believes in what he says. Is he wrong all the time? No, actually he's not. He's actually got better input than most would believe. It's all good. No. Is it all good? No. He's stuck on certain mindsets that are long gone, and it could be damaging. It's not the interference itself that is the problem. It's how and when he does it. So Meltzer would also go on to add, if it was no, or it was noted that if he delivers his input on Thursday night for SmackDown or even Friday morning or Sunday night for Raw on Monday morning, it would be different. Making all these changes two, three, four hours before the show goes live on the air throws everything into chaos, and that's what it's been as of late. So basically they're saying Vince does have some good input. Vince does sometimes have good ideas that could benefit the show like we saw last week with Monday Night Raw and him not wanting Ciampa to face Seth because he didn't want Ciampa's first match back to be a loss. That was a Vince call. Triple H wanted Ciampa to lose to Seth in his return. And the whole thing is, if Vince gave people more time to get situated to the changes, like we've seen with some of these wrestlers that go in there, I think it was the Rey Mysterio LA Knight match from last week, seemed very off. And then we learned that they only learned about the match two hours before it was happening or if even uh, lesser than that. And so they didn't really have much time to figure out what they wanted to do in the match and plan it all out and this and that and had to call out of it on the fly. So basically people are saying, hey, if Vince can make his changes way earlier, way sooner, way more in advance, then that would be more beneficial for everybody and everything. Now, just a note, this isn't a spoiler, but the SmackDown tag team, or not the SmackDown, the WWE tag team title match between KO and Sammy against D Pretty Deadly does kick off SmackDown. It's not a spoiler, I'm not going to tell you who wins, but it is the opening match of the show. <coughs> Excuse me. But as we move forward, we got to talk about one wrestler who is basically set to return to WWE, and it seems that he has inked a new deal. According to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, it, was, it is being reported that Carlito has assigned a new deal to return to WWE. Word that we got previously from PW Insider was that he was set to return, I want to say, next week in Madison Square Garden. But Meltzer does write the following on Carlito's impending return to the company, stating, quote, The fans really wanted Carlito to win, but since he's just signed with WWE, he couldn't. Intellect Co., is very good 
for this level, but fans were into the old timers, so he wasn't over. Carlito got a standing ovation after the kissed after he kissed the ring, and um, Savinovich did tease that he's going to WWE. So there we go. Carlito is all accords has signed with the company. The WWC WWC 50th anniversary show seems to be like his last big show on the indies and whatnot. And we'll see where it all goes and we'll see where it all leads to as far as Carlito returning to WWE. Does he join the LWO? Does he feud with the LWO or does he just do his own thing upon returning possibly next week? So I think things are about to get really cool in WWE. As we move forward, speaking of people who have been gone and we haven't seen in a little bit, what the hell's going on with Drew McIntyre? Some in the company were hopeful that he could return this weekend or this past week when they did their London tour, SmackDown in London, and Money in the Bank in London. We still haven't seen Drew McIntyre. Rich Holland did a Q&A with PW Insider where he stated the following. Nothing new that we've heard. There were some in the company confident that he would be back with the current UK tour and money in the bank, but he's not on the tour. And some of those same sources were far less confident in recent days. As we mentioned in the elite section, quote, if they have decided to pull the trigger and bring him back to SmackDown, it's being well hidden thus far. So there is again, a chance that Drew shows up tonight on SmackDown. There is a chance Drew shows up tomorrow on Money in the Bank, and it's being kept a super, super, super big secret. But as of right now, it doesn't seem as much. Like It doesn't seem like that's going to happen right now. This would be the greatest time for them to bring him back in the UK. It would be amazing, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. It doesn't sound like it's going to happen, and there's no word on if it will. So we'll have to wait and see when the hell the Scottish... Warrior Drew McIntyre does finally make his big return to WWE, as, well, the New Day would say. But speaking of someone popping up and appearing in Money in the Bank, well, Cody may have a visitor visiting him against um, <clears throat> against Dominic Mysterio tomorrow night. According to Worked Wrestling, they send out the following tweet stating, and the tweet won't load. Here we go. Brock Lesnar is expected to appear on Money in the Bank to set up his third gimmick match with Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam. And this makes a lot of sense. He can screw Cody to where Dominic beats Cody, and then him and Cody have some sort of a gimmick match at Money in the Bank. Or I'm not Money in the Bank, at SummerSlam next month. I don't know what kind of a match that would be. I don't know what kind of a stipulation they can do. But yeah. It's been rumored for a while that um, WWE wanted to do Brock, Cody at SummerSlam and it looks like that could get set up tomorrow night. Now somebody that is confirmed for tomorrow night is Finn Balor. And Finn Balor is set to challenge Roman or Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And in a recent interview, Finn actually talked about how current creative changes helped him very much and that he's always known he's supposed to be a heel. Speaking on the WWE After the Bell podcast, he noted 
that wrestling as a heel just comes more natural to him than being a babyface, as he stated the following. This has been a goal since I first put on a pair of wrestling boots. You know, I was born to be a heel. When I started this at 18 years old, I was a heel for years upon years. And, and it was, wasn't until I came to NXT in my first run that I started to learn or to be taught how to be a babyface. It was something that was kind of very much a WWE directive. That's how they saw me. But that's not really how I see myself. I've been very much an exploratory, and it's been very much an exploratory and a couple of months of for me and kind of getting back to what I feel I do best, or at least what makes me happiest in the ring. I don't know if it's what I actually do best, but it's what I enjoy the most. So... I've really thrived personally in the last couple of months, I feel. Now, heel Finn Balor has always been great. Whether he's heel Finn Balor, heel Prince Devitt. I mean, he was. He says he's always been a heel before coming to WWE, but that's not 100% true. When him and Taguchi were a tag team, they were baby faces in New Japan. And then he started Bullet Club, turned on Taguchi, and we got the demon, the prince. We got all that good stuff. Again, I'm going to throw you guys a... So if you guys do want to watch SmackDown right now, I'm going to throw you guys another link in the live chat. I've got a link that finally is working good. And what you guys want to do is on that page... Well, I can just throw it up because I'm not going to show SmackDown itself. On this page, what you guys are going to want to do is click... Live alt, under alt, live 2HD. That's the one that's been working the best for me. And then it'll load up, and you can watch SmackDown. Again, click. I didn't have it on the screen. Live, under alt, live 2. Click it. Wait a second. It's going to load, and I'm going to show it for a second. Boom. SmackDown's there. So that's if you do want to watch SmackDown live right now. So I've got that up. I'm kind of glancing over at it here and there. The tag title match has ended. No spoilers given. But yeah. Ooh. Haven't seen this guy in a while. All right. So as we move forward. Also, this is not a spoiler, but I'm going to pull this up on the screen. This was not something I was going to talk about on the show, but screw it. We got a special entrance ramp or stage or whatnot. For tonight's SmackDown and Money in the Bank. Kind of similar to what they did at um, Backlash, but a little different. So I'm going to pull these two images up on the screen for you guys. Let's go here. Switch this over to here. This is the stage set up for SmackDown tonight and Money in the Bank tomorrow. This where the W is, is a video screen. This whole thing's a video screen. They walk out. But then what's different than what's different here than we saw in Backlash, there's a big video screen up here. So they come down the ramp, and as they're walking towards the ring, the video's playing up here. Their Titantron video, whatever. So it looks really cool because I just saw somebody come out with it. It does look actually really cool. We also have this view of it as well. You can see the W up there, the W down there. You got the video screens up there as well. But this is the setup right now inside the O2 Arena. They will be using it for tonight's SmackDown. Well, currently using it for SmackDown and tomorrow's Money in the Bank. Let's get back 
to the news. Speaking of SmackDown, one SmackDown superstar has revealed he's suffering from a broken leg. And that is Grayson Waller. <clears throat> Let's pull that up on the screen. Grayson Waller has confirmed why he's been out of action and only doing the Grayson Waller Effect episodes, uh, shows on SmackDown. Waller tweeted out a promo on Tuesday where he revealed that he suffered a broken leg in his final match on NXT back in April. Waller lost to NXT champion Carmelo Hayes at spring break-in on April 25th. He stated, quote, My last match on NXT against Carmelo Hayes, I broke my leg. Waller announced, quote, Clean break of the fibula. And when we look at fibula, 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 Blake, can't speak. Break of the fibula. Fibula break. I spelled that way wrong. There's no K in fibula. Recovery. So if we look at the recovery time of a fibula break, three to six months. So it's good that they still got ways to use him and utilize him on TV, but it looks like he ain't wrestling for a while. If he broke it in April, May, June, July, maybe he can come back in July, August, September, November, anywhere between July and November. He didn't give a prognosis on how his recovery's going or anything, but just that it was a clean break of the fibula. But as we move forward, we got some AEW news to talk about as well. It looks like CM Punk will be working the show in Wembley. I'm going to pull this up on the screen. CM Punk locally being advertised for the Wembley show. Yes, CM Punk is actually being advertised for the show in Wembley. As we see here in a recent newspaper advertisement. We've got Samoa Joe, TBS champion Chris Statlander, Pac, the FTW, or the, not the FTW, they're FTR, but they're the, um, the AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR, and CM Punk. Being advertised for the Wembley show coming up on uh, Sunday, the 27th of August. So yeah, Punk is being advertised, which means that Punk is most likely working the show. It says, yes. We really mean Wembley Stadium, which is very funny because when the announcement was first made, they're like, you mean the little amphitheater off of Wembley or the main Wembley Stadium? So I like that the tagline here is, yes, we really mean Wembley Stadium. I like that. I like that a lot. That's funny as heck. So now the big question is, who does he work with? Who does he take on? Who does he face? Who does he fight? What do they do with CM Punk in, at All In? We assume that he's also going to work the next week all out in Chicago at the United Center. But the big question again is, who does he work for all in? What match do they give him? Does he work a tag? A six-man? A trios, as they call it. Is it against the elite? Is it against Hangman? Kenny? The Bucks? We don't know, and they're going to have to start building that up now. We know that, and this is not a spoiler, they don't build anything towards it on Collision this week. All the stuff for Collision this week with Punk is building up him in the Owen Hart tournament. So until they get over that, I don't think they're going to build anything for Punk past the Owen Hart tournament going to Wembley. So we'll see what they do with CM Punk. 
Also, speaking of all elite wrestling, they filed a new trademark that looks like it could be for a new mobile game. On June 26th, All Elite Wrestling applied the trademark, quote, AEW, rise to the top. According to the filing, this trademark is related to a downloadable game, as it states the following. Word, mark, AEW, rise to the top. Goods and services, downloadable game software, downloadable video game program, downloadable computer software for use on mobile and cellular phones, downloadable electronic game software for use on handheld computers and mobile gaming devices. So it looks like WWE could be coming out with their fourth mobile game here, maybe third if it comes out before the Figure Fighters game. But we do know that they've got uh, AW Casino, which nobody talks about. That was a big flop. AW Elite GM. I haven't heard anyone talk about that in months. Like, people liked it at first. I thought it was a little too confusing, at least for me. So I really didn't get into Elite GM. Then we've got the Figure Fighters game, which is being made in conjunction with Warner Brothers Discovery and so forth. And now we have this one. AEW Rise to the Top, which seems like it's going to be a fourth mobile game for the company. As well, their first console game, AEW Fight Forever, just came out this past week. I gave my thoughts on that game during our AEW um, Dynamite review this week. And uh, yeah, a lot of bugs. Like where I don't have a controller at hand. But say I got the controller in my hand and I move the right stick to move the wrestler to the left. Well, they start walking to the right. Literally. It happened to me three times in an exploding barbed wire match. I was Cody Rhodes. My roommate was MJF. And every time I would try to walk out of the corner... And I moved the stick up that direction. The Cody character, the model, whatever you want to call it, would turn around and then walk into the corner. Or I got whipped against the ropes, but I stopped myself before I hit the ropes to explode myself. And so I tried to walk back towards MJF, and Cody just walked right into the ropes. So there's some issues there. I will say that uh, creator wrestler mode is very bare bones. Like, it's bare than the old... SmackDown games on PS1. Like, if you remember those creator wrestler, that's what this creator wrestler is. Very, very, very bare bones. Not much to it. They don't give you many options. That you put any flag on any piece of clothing because they've got flags aplenty. Other than that, yeah. Creator character mode, very, very underwhelming. And then the Rise to the Top single player story mode, poorly written, I think. I think it is very, very poorly written. And it is not really that fun. You, get it, you can get through it quickly, but I don't think it's all that great. So what this game does do well is couch co-op and online play, like playing against other people. But it's not all that great playing by yourself. I'm just going to say that. And it's like you play by yourself, you earn money, you unlock stuff in the store. But once you unlock everything, what's the incentive to keep going? Because they have daily and weekly challenges. But once you get enough money to unlock everything or unlock everything you want, because some people may not want things. I've heard, I think it was Greg Miller of Kind of Funny and during his review said, I unlocked everything I wanted. I'm never going to do create an arena, so I don't need to unlock any of the arena uh, extras and assets, which is true. If you're not going to do that mode, if you're never going to mess with that, why waste your time unlocking that stuff? And so the big question now is, are they going to add new things to the store? Are they going to keep updating the store and giving you an incentive to keep playing and keep earning more cash to unlock more things? That's the big question. Because we got, you unlock Cody Rhodes with $10,000, which is 
super easy to get. You unlock um, Aubrey Edwards with $20,000, which is really easy to get. And then you can unlock <clears throat> alternate attires for Britt Baker and the Young Bucks. I think it's $5,000 a piece. Super easy to get. But once you get all that, then you're like, okay, now what? Why do I need to do these challenges to earn more money if I've got everything I want and so forth? So hopefully they add more stuff to the store in the game that's unlockable and whatnot. But as we move forward, we're done with some AEW talk. Now we're going to talk about Jacob Fatu. Is being stated that Jacob Fatu, he's being accused of no-showing a charity event and keeping the pay. A Wisconsin-based nonprofit organization is saying that Jacob Fatu no-showed a charity wrestling event and has not returned the money he was prepaid for the show. Representatives of Jake's Network Hope spoke with NBC26 News on Thursday and alleged Fatu has, quote, ghosted them after failing to appear at its Hits for Hope fundraiser in April. They stated, Jacob called and said there was a family emergency. We gave him the benefit of the doubt. At Jake's, we are 100% about family. And I said, if you can't make it, that's fine, said Jake's Network of Hope Director Director of Development, Jen Harper. We rescheduled the flight that he missed originally. And about an hour after that flight took off, we were made aware from him that he wasn't coming. After that, he ghosted us. He ghosted the production team, the production team, and that's to, that puts together the wrestling show. And he's ghosted the person that booked him for us, Harper said. Harper continued to say that the organization has already prepaid Fatu $1,030 for his appearance. They also spent $548 on his hotel, $657 on his initial flight, $348 on the rescheduled flight, which Harper says was made at his request, and an additional 50 on posters for him to autograph at the show. The total amount the organization says they are out as a result is $2,633. Harper also said that a, quote, major name from Fatou's family reached out to her regarding the incident and promised to attend the nonprofit event next year. Jacob Fatou is the son of Samuel Fatou, the Tongan kid, Tama, and is part of the Anawai family dynasty. However, Harper did not reveal who from Fatu's family has contacted her. She stated, It was kind of really out of the blue to get a phone call from somebody of that magnitude to say, Hey, what can we do? How can we help? Harper said. The nonprofit organization continued to say that they were inspired to speak out about the incident after reading of others who had similar experiences with Fatu. NBC is reporting pro wrestling king pro wrestling king in South Bend, Indiana, is also alleging Fatu ghosted them in regard to a show on June 3rd, stating, quote, That's why, at Jake's, we decided that we wanted to speak up alongside of those organizations so that this didn't continue to happen to other people, Harper said. Fatu was featured in promotional material for Hits for the Rope for the Hope fundraiser alongside Billy Gunn, Brian Pillman Jr., Tatanka, and Van Piro, who all attended the event. So yeah, this really stinks. They're out $2,633 that they paid for, you know, his appearance fee, his flight, his hotel, his rescheduled flight, posters, and so forth. And it really stinks for them because now it's like, okay, what are you doing, Jacob? Are you going to give him the money back? Like, they mean, he can give him the $1,000 back. But is he also going to be reprimanded and having to pay the other? So if, if it's, let me do some math here. 
2,633. He was given 1,030. So he still owes them $1,603 if it comes out that he's going to have to repay them all of that money. We don't know. Maybe he only has to give back the prepaid payment or, you know, for his appearance. But regardless, they're out a lot of money. And he's not ghosting them, not talking about anything. Which really sucks. Which really, really sucks. And apparently, this ain't the first time he's done that recently. Now as we move forward to our final story, final story, has a spoiler in it. So I'm going to pull up the spoiler graphic right here on the screen. Spoiler alert up there. Because this does uh, pertain spoilers for next week's NXT that was filmed this week. I'm going to give you guys a five-second countdown, and then we're going to get right into it. We got five, four, three, two, one. We're talking spoilers. With the July 4th episode having been pre-taped for next week's NXT on June 27th, the outcome of the Loser Leaves NXT match has been revealed. Dave Meltzer has addressed the probable main roster call-up with the Creed Brothers after losing to the Dyad for next week's NXT. Dave Meltzer did write the following. That would be the impression everyone would have, although internally they are keeping it quiet for the next week or so, and some people directly involved have been told that it's, an, it, it's all an angle, but that also could be people being told that to keep it from getting out as far as them being called up. But I was told that it was clear in about 10, it will be cleared in, clear in about 10 to 10 days to two weeks on what the real story is. So basically, next week, we do have the Loser Leaves NXT match. What Meltzer here is saying is, the following episode of NXT, things will be cleared up as far as if they're actually out of NXT or not. If they are getting called up, or if something happens and they get to stay in NXT and they don't have to leave, per se. But with that, guys, that is all that we have here for today's edition of the Wrestling Wrap-Up. We're going to give me one quick second here to just look and see if we have any new news on the passing of Darren Drozdoff. I'm going to just check that really fast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, The Rock tweeted about it. The Rock said, Man, I'm sorry to hear one of our ring brothers has passed away. Darren Drozdov, a.k.a. Draws. We wrestled a lot of cards together. Such an amazing dude. Great personality. Great wrestling talent. He goes on and says more, but he, he wrote a lot. So, yeah, I'm still not seeing any actual news on the passing of draws. Let me look on like F4W online and Fightful to see if they've posted anything. Um, F4W has nothing. Let's see if Fightful maybe has any news on this. Those would be the two best to go to. Well, them and uh, PW Insider. But let's see. Um, Fightful does have a slight write-up. That states, quote, Fightful is sad to report that Darren Drozdoff, known to wrestling fans as Draws, has passed away. Draws signed with WWE in the late 90s and was famously part of the Beyond the Mat documentary where he met with Vince McMahon and was dubbed Puke as his ability to vomit on demand. So yeah, they don't have any anything pertaining to the passing or 
all of that. So we'll see if we do hear anything else. But we want to do wish, give our well wishes to all the family, friends, and fans of Garen Draws Drawsdoff. Now, as far as tonight's SmackDown does go, that is being filmed right now and airing live right now on BT Sport 1. Four things, and I'm not going to do spoilers. Actually, I should put the spoiler graphic down. No spoilers here. But as far as what is being advertised by WWE, we're going to pull that up right here on the screen. WWE is advertising four things for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. First off, we do know that Roman Reigns, actually, it's more than four things. One, two, three, four, five, six things now. Six things now. Roman Reigns will return on the eve of the Bloodline Civil War. Logan Paul will be the special guest for the Grayson Waller effect. The tag team championships will be on the line when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defend against Pretty Deadly, which, not a spoiler, but this match does kick off the show. The women's title will be, uh, the women's championship will be on the line when Asuka defends against Charlotte Flair. We're getting the triple threat we were supposed to get last week. Santos Escobar, LA Knight, and Butch. And Bailey's putting her title on the line this week again. Or her, not her title, but her spot and money in the bank on the line against Shotzi. Again, match we were supposed to get last week. So we're getting two make goods, I guess you could say, with this match, the triple threat, and this match, Bailey's money in the bank spot on the line. With that, guys, we'll be back live tonight following Friday Night SmackDown. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Again, we'll be live tonight following SmackDown. Then tomorrow following Money in the Bank. And then we'll do it all again Monday morning. So with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.